0: Hello, and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name is Warren Shu, and today, a little bit of Bitcoin. This episode has been sponsored by IDELO, the price comparison website. OK, so I am often asked about cryptocurrency bitcoin is it a good investment should i buy it's up the price is up this kind of thing so i thought i'd dedicate the show um to talking about bitcoin and covering some of the key points um, that i've learned over the years about it so Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, so an electronic electronic currency, and it is one of over 4,000 different cryptocurrencies that are available globally, according to Investopedia. So you can just see that there is this is a huge space. And the very fact that there are 4,000 kind of feels that there's a bit of weight behind it and there's a bit of a future in these things. Um, some of the leading cryptocurrencies are Bitcoin. Um, Ethereum, Litecoin, and one of the new kids on the block, one of the favorites for most people, is Cardano. Now, Bitcoin is is a form of digital currency that can be spent or traded. Um, It's stored in a digital wallet. So because it's digital, you don't have a wallet or a card or anything with it. It's stored in a digital wallet. And these digital wallets have private and public passcodes on them. And it's your private passcode that is the key to the currency. That makes it safe. Um, If you lose that, potentially you lose the cryptocurrency. Um, They are traded over a number of uh, computer networks. I think they're called nodes. So it's really hard to keep track of where they are and who's got what, etc. So there's a piece of coding for the sake of this program called blockchain blockchain technology and it's the blockchain technology that keeps it organized and says who has what or where is what not necessarily who but where is what and so that these coins can't be spent more than once on the same transaction it's very difficult to hack or corrupt this um, technology and there's an argument say that the blockchain technology is as valuable to the future as the actual cryptocurrency that works in the blockchain technology. Um, Bitcoin itself was first established as a cryptocurrency back in 2009. Um, it started mining then, I think it started trading in 2010. So it's about 10 years old um, as a market trade trading system. Um, the source of Bitcoin um, how you the program that puts it together has limited the production to 21 million bitcoins. So I think at the moment, as I did the research, we're around about 18 and a half million bitcoins. And China is churning away and growing that. Um, so there's a finite capacity. In you know from investments or trading, you know, supply and demand. There's a limited capacity for something, and there's a lot of demand for it. Then the price tends to go up, and that's what we've seen of late. Um, although there's been eighteen mined already, you've only got to read the press to realise that there are so many people out there who have said that they've had bitcoins on their computer, and their computer has been stolen or lost, or they've lost their um, private key. Remember, I mentioned a bit earlier you have this private key that accesses it, accesses it. Um, so there's actually not eighteen half million in circulation, but there've been eighteen half million mined um and from my understanding when we get to 21 million that's it there'll be no more mind so then it'll be a case of supply and demand and just allowing that that product to appreciate if it does it's such a complex area um that i think you really need to be a specialist in this to really understand it and that's a word of caution as well you know it's like if you get involved with things you really got to understand it in your circle of confidence and competence um Bitcoin really isn't an investment, okay, because it doesn't produce anything. If you look at investments, so if we look at investment like a uh, buy-to-let property, a buy, you own a buy-to-let property, it produces a rental income as a yield. That generally isn't class as an investment. If you look at a company share, a listed share on the stock market, a company produces profits most of the time and often pays a dividend to shareholders, so it's making something. Bitcoin is a commodity, it's like oil, gold corn it moves on supply and demand and just like in theory gold is a limited resource okay it's not all been mined but they pretty much have a good idea of what the resources are um so is bitcoin okay now there are oil would be the same corn would be slightly different because it's sort of more open-ended with regards to production but seasonal it is limited um and lots of people have been shying bitcoin and i would be in that camp and i don't i don't invest it myself i don't own any myself um and it's partly because i don't understand it well enough if i'm honest i don't really understand it um and you could look back and say oh yes but i was first introduced to this um i think it was 2009 time and i think if, you, if you'd have um, uh, was it 2009? I think it was later than that. I'm trying to think At my son, 16, 15. So about five, six years ago. So 2015. And I think if I'd have invested then, I looked at the share price. It was about $10,000 uh, then. Um, so, you know, I, I would have done fairly well out of it, I'm sure, but I just don't understand it. And I think that's the secret success to investing is having a clear outcome of what your investment philosophy is and sticking to it. Um, and when it flies up and down so much, the volatility on it for most people is too great. Um, but the credibility of Bitcoin has elevated in the last sort of 12 months, particularly because a couple of well-respected um, hedge fund managers, one guy called Paul Tudor Jones and some other companies, have said they've gone out of public records, so they've bought into it. And you've also got um, Tesla, Elon Musk, uh, electronic car company Tesla have invested $1.5 billion in um, Bitcoin. And he's come out on record to say that um, only a fool would invest in cash um, with the yields of uh, where they are and inflation. So you, can, you, kind of, uh, you kind of take these things, he's a smart guy, you got to take these things to heart and say, you know, do they know something I don't? But in the end of the day, have a clear investment philosophy and follow it. And really, at the end of the day, Bitcoin is not an investment because it doesn't produce anything. Um, it will move on supply and demand. And if people move out of favour of Bitcoin, if something better or more um, respected comes along, then um, they will you know move on from that. So you, you, we've we've got Bitcoin, you've got uh, Ethereum, and Litecoin are two big names. But the new kid on the block, Cardano. Um, you know, if people start dumping Bitcoin for Cardano and you're in Bitcoin, you don't realize that um, and this price starts coming down. When do you sell? You know, with a company, you can do a company valuation and realize the value of the company. Because if it comes down too far, you think, well, look, I will just buy all the shares and own the company. You know, it's, it's, it's a logic behind it. But if people start offloading Bitcoin and start moving it across to Ethereum, Litecoin or Cardano, for example, then do you know what to do? And what's your exit strategy? So um I had a question in about, should I buy Bitcoin or not? And I'll cover it then, but it's just, I wanted to do this so you're aware of it, okay? So Bitcoin is one of about 4,000 cryptocurrencies. Um, you can buy them um, electronically. I think Coinbase is the most popular um, platform to buy cryptocurrencies. Um, eToro also allows you to buy cryptocurrencies. You buy them in a wallet, an electronic wallet, um, a digital wallet, so you make sure you hold the hold them in there, and really you want the digital wallet in your name, um, so that if the company uh, goes insolvent, you still have control and ownership of the uh, cryptocurrency, whatever you decide to buy. Um, they're still mining them. They're still producing them. That's the term they give it is mining. So there are these computers generating them. And there's a big argument to say that the, um, the energy consumption to maintain Bitcoin, the amount of um, computing power it takes, is not sustainable environmentally. It's not environmentally sustainable. So it takes too much up. So therefore, they feel that people are going to go away from Bitcoin to this Cardano, um, which by all accounts is more energy uh, efficient to maintain don't take my word all this for granted. For, to you know, for 100 percent, this is my understanding and what i've spoken to people and read um it's a it's a minefield it's a complex area and that's one reason why i of stay away from it um so they've made about you know 1.5 million of these bitcoins and they're going up to 21 million but who knows can the code be changed to allow it to go higher still you know we don't know um bitcoin started trading about 2010 for less than one dollar And today it's hit over $50,000. So it's had a good run. It's had a good run. And there are some components out there to say, you shout it and say it's going to go to $100,000 a coin. So um, who knows? The liquidity kind of argues a bit there, doesn't it? It's like, you know, how many transactions can you actually do? Is it going to be a currency? And if it is therefore a currency, how many transactions can you do at $100,000 a coin? There's not many things that you go and buy in $100,000 multiples, is there? um but you know it's not an investment it's a commodity and um you take your take your courses for courses um you've got paypal and square also coming out uh allowing you to spend with um cryptocurrencies whether it's bitcoin or not um i don't know but um in the near future so whether they actually do it now i don't think so i've not seen it on my paypal account but so you can trade with them so that'd be interesting too so it's it's the future And I think the key in life is staying abreast of those things and staying attuned to them. Um, It doesn't mean you have to embrace all of them, um, but um, it certainly had a wild run. And if you're watching this and if you've had an investment in cryptocurrency, um, please let me know. I do have one client um, who has a reasonable holding in cryptocurrency, and he's had it now for about 10 years, eight years. He was right in the, he's in IT. And um, he would have done or he has done extremely well out of it extremely well and he still holds them um i'm not sure i would hold on to them i've tried to get him to sell them but we'll see what he says we'll see what he says so whether bitcoin is the winner of the four thousand cryptocurrencies in the decades to come only time will tell Um, but there's a lot of information around it and uh yeah buyer beware if you're going to go into it remember it's not an investment but if you go into it only invest money you can afford to lose from it Okay, so five things about uh, cryptocurrencies in general, I guess, um, that you might be interested to know. Um, the Bitcoin inventor or creator is actually unknown. Um, people have come forward to say that they did it, but there's no sort of reference to evidence to say they really did it. They weren't really credible. Um, the They refer to the Bitcoin creator as Satoshi Kamoto. Ka- Nakamoto. I can't even pronounce it. I'm sorry. It's obviously Japanese pronunciation. Satoshi Nakamoto, uh, and there's a probably that that is an acronym for Samsung, Toshiba, nakachami and Motorola. So be interesting to see um, you know who actually did it and why it's so secretive. Um, when you're dealing in cryptocurrency, I think I've covered this. You deal in a cryptocurrency crypto wallet. Um, it's a digital wallet, and that's where they they're held. And um, so ideal to get that in your name as opposed to in the brokerage name, just in case they go insolvent. And you have two keys for this, you have a public key and a private key uh, and it's the private key that's essential because that allows you to get access to it and when you're doing a transaction with someone you give them the public key and they use that so they can access the cryptocurrency their side. Um, If you lose your, this third thing, if you lose your private key, be careful because by all accounts, it's impossible to hack. It's impossible to get into. And this is the advantage of the cryptocurrency. But if you lose your private key, then by all accounts, you lose the the cryptocurrency. So there's been stories, haven't there, of these computers being lost in landfill and stuff like that, or people lost their pass keys and stuff like that. And there are millions of dollars of cryptocurrency in there. So, yeah beware beware it's like a, a shareholder register and uh, but it's private so it's just you've got the register of your your shares it's crazy stuff um four china is the biggest miner of cryptocurrencies uh, they do about 65 percent of the mining or creation of um these globally with the usa and russia in joint second place basically with about seven percent each so that's fascinating. China are really pushing ahead with it. So do they know something everyone else doesn't? Um, but uh, we'll be having. This, I'll be watching this in 10 years time, looking at it, thinking, why was I so naive about cryptocurrency? You should have just bought a whole ton of it. Um, but which one? That's the key. Which cryptocurrency? Um, uh, cryptocurrencies can't be physically banned because they're held electronically in a wallet. So no countries can actually ban it. Um, although some jurisdictions have put uh, restrictions on investment in cryptocurrencies. So, if you live in someone like Algeria, Bolivia, Morocco, Nepal, Pakistan, and Vietnam, um, they have restrictions on actually doing things with cryptocurrency, investing in it. So, you can't actually do that legally in their countries. So,. I think this is a case of old world and new world. So the old world government, central banks being concerned about this and the new world saying, actually, we don't want that control anymore. We want more, more freedom and in, in, uh, ability to do things and the two clashing and younger minds and brains understanding it, whereas the older brains and minds understand it less. But, you know, have your circle of competence, know what you're investing in and know why you're investing it and uh, stick to that and for most people a global index fund a portfolio like that, is this going to do the trick it really is um but to my readers questions this week uh oh sorry actually before i jump ahead um main body of the news so um inflation uh, in January, rose 0.1%, so it's running around 0.7. That's the CPI index, consumer price index, and then RPI, retail price index, rose about 0.3, so it's running about 1.4. So they're both way below government targets. They're both down, and that's kind of obvious, I guess. You know, the spending's down; people aren't spending on high streets. And remember, spending is what causes inflation to spike. There was a lot of concern that all of the government stimulus packages would. Um, boost inflation, and then we'd have a period of what you call stagflation, where the economy is stagnant, it's not growing, but inflation is rampant. Uh, that's not happening, and I think the reason behind it is one man spending is another man's income. And remember, if no one's earning any money, we need some money to fill that pot. If no one's sort of spending it, we need some money to be spent to create inflation. So um, yeah, I can, I can see inflation ticking around. I personally don't think inflation will start spiking and going crazy, although there are some economists who do think that will be the case. Uh, Second main thing in the news uh, this week was the Office of National Statistics, ONS, have said that the GDP contracted 9.9% in 2020. Now, that was a significant contraction, the biggest we've ever, ever had uh, in history, from my understanding. Um, It's slightly worse than the 1921 Um, contraction which was 9.7 percent and that was based on soaring of unemployment in the depression following the first world war so you know it's not great that the economy contracted so much Um, it's kind of probably almost obvious that it would have contracted contracted but possibly not by that much. Um, However, we did avoid what you call a double-dip recession. So what you've got is GDP expanded by 1% in the final three months of 2020. So although it contracted, you saw it coming out at the end. So hopefully when we get out of this second or third lockdown, we'll start seeing the economy pick up a bit nice and slowly so it's not too fast because it's too fast we get a surge in inflation okay so readers questions this week and that's kind of why, why i did the um uh, the show i had a couple of these questions i had this one just this week so it said um should i buy bitcoin um and it was a tricky one and i basically answered and said hey look it's like this bitcoin or cryptocurrencies are not investments they're commodities so don't have it as your main investment portfolio but if you want to buy a cryptocurrency bitcoin or whatever you might want to buy then go ahead and buy it go ahead and buy it and enjoy it in, but, but just invest the amount of money you really seriously are happy to lose okay I can't well maybe they would go down to zero if they, if they go out of favor or something happens with them if bitcoin got um, hacked for example um, then people might then start getting worried about it and then actually dump it but just invest the amount of money you feel comfortable losing now with company shares if you buy an index fund you're not realistically going to lose your money i know that people say you would but to have globally all the companies go down to zero you've got bigger things to worry about but because cryptocurrency is different because it's fairly new still and we don't really understand it 110 just if you're going to go into it it's not an investment it's your fun bucket and just maybe invest a small amount of money that you're willing to lose and uh, go to credible sources this is not an endorsement i've not bought through them but my understanding is coinbase and um, is one of the biggest platforms to buy uh, bitcoin on uh second question i had i'm going through a divorce any tips on agreeing my financial settlement i don't know how much i might need um yeah we do is my firm lexington wealth we do quite a lot of work with um divorce cases and basically we have a financial plan that we create for you as the client um, and a second one for your lawyer um, and it basically just details the costs of your current and future lifestyle and how much money you need to fund that and it helps with financial neg- uh, divorce negotiations and it allows your lawyer to then take it to the judge um, to justify any claims that you might make rather than just saying hey look this is how much he or she needs um it's very easy to document your current lifestyle your regular lifestyle your bills utilities that kind of thing but when you start adding in ad hoc or periodic payments they're things that tend to get overlooked special special celebrations um house moves that kind of thing but they're the things you can put into a financial plan so uh, if you're going through a divorce or if you know someone who is and divorce rates are increasing um get in touch um we've got some great work we can do on that Okay, so moving on to the smarter spender section. Uh, this is sponsored by IDLO, the price comparison website. Um, I mentioned this most weeks, but just to, in case you're an uh, infrequent listener, um, Idealo is price comparison website that I use and my family uses. And um, when I started talking about them, they come on and said, hey, would you like us to support the show? And I said, yeah, that'd be great. It'd really help me out with what I'm doing. Um, so, but I, have them on there because i use it and i think it's a great site to use my children use it and i've got it on my phone everything else Um, the nice thing i like about Adilo is it does a price comparison site so if i'm looking to buy something i'll just put in the details it will go off into the net search and find the best price but not only does it do that it will give me a price trend a price history trend of what the price has been like historically and how things are and one of the things they do on the show is they say, hey, what's dip this week? So what's likely to dip in price this week? They're looking at different things from aftershaves to um, hair straighteners. They're down around like 10, 11 percent. Um, but baby monitors are now 14 um, and <laughs> inkjet printers are now 12 percent. So, hey, look i'm always running out of ink i have a 14 year old daughter who loves printing reams of stuff off for her wall and things and we're always go through ink so i use Idealo to check out the best prices on things like that um they can look at their global trends as uh, their annual trends sorry and say what's a when's a good time to buy things and they think this month is going to be a good time to buy running trainers now although the the average price of running trainers tends to be around about you know uh, £80 they've said um it's about £74 in March so it's not super super cheap but it's not bad it's a discount so I guess some items have less of a, a price fluctuation than others but um it's always best to get the best price when you can and then uh they reckon that consumers will be buying bikes and accessories um during the first lockdown we definitely saw a surge in purchase of bikes i tried to go and get a bike for um and we just couldn't get one for love nor money um and they can see a surge in bikes and bike parts and everything else coming into the next round of lockdown coming through the next round of lockdowns coming into the summer um when i would imagine most of us are going to decide to holiday in the uk um during this summer just because of the potential restrictions when we get overseas but um let me know what are your thoughts what are you guys up to Um, I think we've got some stuff booked for Cornwall and Wales, um, and we'll probably stay in the UK, although I'm desperate to get away. I was very excited to hear. I think my mother-in-law said um, the under 50s are going to get vaccinated by April. So uh, that includes me. So uh, that would be fantastic. That'd be really, really good. Really, really good. Can't wait. So. Hey, look, thanks for watching the show. Thanks for sending your questions in. Hopefully you enjoyed that summary about cryptocurrencies and bitcoins. I know it was very top level and I know it didn't go into a hell of a detail, but um, if you get any questions on it, please send them through. I'd be very happy to hear your thoughts. Until next time, stay safe. My name is Warren Shute. This is Financial Education for the Nation. If you haven't yet subscribed to my channel, please do so. There's a great number of back issues to go through and remember. What makes us different on your financial journey is the support with access to downloads and templates on warrenshoot.com, the YouTube videos and podcasts, as well as access to me, a multi-award winning certified financial planner and certified international coach. So please do engage and let's get your finances sorted together. Thank you to Idealo for supporting this show and for you for listening. The Money Planner is edited and produced by the amazingly talented Vince Wakeman at Evando Systems.